Whole Foods Market knows that wellness doesn't look the same for everyone. For some people, it's shopping for fresh produce and organic ingredients to cook with. For others, wellness looks like stocking up on chef-prepared meals ahead of a busy week. It's supplements. It's taking some me time with a new hydrating face mask or a well-deserved bath bomb soak in the tub. Whatever wellness looks like to you, you can find it at Whole Foods Market. And that includes guidance. Ask a team member and they'll do their best to point you in the right direction. Be healthy. Be happy. Be whole at Whole Foods Market. What's up, guys? We're here to do a brand new episode of Restaurant Radio. I'm Michael. And I'm Anthony. Today, we're going to be doing our seventh year anniversary. Woo! This has been such a journey doing this podcast and, you know, working on this with all these people that I've known. And unfortunately, we had to, like, downsize it just us two after a while. Yeah. Not for any, you know, terrible reasons. Not for any terrible reasons. It's just that other people had other stuff they want to do with their, their life. And it didn't include restaurants. So. Which is fine. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. We're still, friends, still, with all, yeah. we're still friends with all those people. So it's not a bad thing. It's just, I think it's worked out for the best, honestly coming back to just us two where it all started anyway because it just made it easier to manage man much easier to manage oh god remember we first did our first episode like (sighs) all those years ago at slamming that radio so for those who haven't been following us for that long um we used to do a podcast on slamming that radio which like a small internet radio station um it was in six corners of chicago oh it was small it was very tiny like that small little booth was really small and we used to cram like all four or five of us in that little room oh god those were funny days yes it would be like what a two-hour episode on sundays every sunday same time oh man those were those were fun days because i did enjoy actually get out the house and going somewhere to actually do something but then sometimes i was like oh my god why it, it was rough so oh in the summer in the summer it was super hot and in the winter it was super cold so yes. it was like oh it was not fun for those times like, but it felt good you know get up go to this thing uh stopping the family dollar across the street oh yeah the family dollar rolls were so good oh it was all pretty nice we couldn't do that today, though. Oh, God, no. We have too much going on in our yes. lives. I mean, at that point, we were, like, much younger. We so. were younger. We had less going on. We had a couple less responsibilities. At least uh, me and Kitty did. <laughs> I, I, she has so many names that I, I forget which one people know her by. Oh, yeah. She she does go by a lot of names. Yeah, now she's doing her own thing with someone else. Um. Yeah, I think a lot of them are doing other stuff. I think... um. Alexis went and did her own thing. Yep. What, what was it? Uh, War Kitten? Yep. She's doing, I think, her own uh, podcast and stuff like that. Well, so, yeah. Yeah, we we had a pretty good team. And, you know, like, I, like he said, they had their own things going on, which was fine. Yeah. And then we kind of, like, downsized. And then, unfortunately, we had that that um long long like when I was to just, just decided not to do it anymore, which was for dumb reasons now looking back. We only, I feel like we stopped because of the unfortunate passing of the person who helped facilitate us doing the radio show in the first yeah. place. And the person who took over was uh, unpleasant, we'll say. Yeah, it was unfortunate how that all played out. But we met some really cool people, too. Yeah. I we, still talk to the uh, the guy who did all the mixing, Danny. Yeah. I still talk to that guy. Yeah, he was really cool. Um, I forgot about um. We met Alex through that show too. Yeah, because she did the anime show with them. Then she left them to do her own thing too. 
So it was it worked out for a lot of reasons because we were able to like it like pretty much was a launch pad for everything we're doing now. Yes. Although I will say that my favorite thing about doing that was the commercials. The commercial, not that bad, but commercial. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Oh my god. I knew it. <laughs> I do it. It's so good. <laughs> Only had the archives for our old episodes. Oh, it was so good. And then he was to die laughing about these stupid Bama commercial that used to come on. But it was such a good commercial. I'm so over it. I'm over it. I am over it. I am over it. The fact that you still remember that to this day, that was like six years ago. I'm so over it. I'm so done. I'm so over it. The fact okay. that you still remember that is right. ridiculous we'll to me. Ridiculous. Look, it's okay. Is it? It's, all right. it's part of our history. <sighs> Man, just so bad that you remember that. You used to laugh like that every time. Because <laughs> it was funny every time. <laughs> uh, of course, we also suffered the loss of Tyler. God. Anyway, he's he's, he's off he's catching not, waves in the great beyond. Whatever about that. That we, that's neither here nor there. That's not even important. Not to you. You didn't like Tyler. I didn't. I had nothing to do with Tyler. Tyler did nothing wrong. I bet. He I lived bet. his best game of life. Anywho, I do want to take a time to like remember some people who passed away during the time we were doing that. Okay, which was like Daniel, who was like a big supporter of us, especially back in the the heyday. Oh, yeah, that man. was that was I, sad. I still think about him. Oh, I've, anytime Nintendo I, does anything, I think about him. Like he yeah, pops up because he Daniel was somebody I knew even before the show. I knew him a really long time. He was a great guy. He was. He was and I knew when I met him that he had the complications that he had that caused him to pass away. And it's it's like he just didn't let that hold him back from life, you know? Nope. He even came on the show a couple of times. And- yeah. Dan, he... It's really hard to talk about him without getting choked up because he was one of my favorite people who I met on the north side during the hard times of my life. Mm-hmm. He was just somebody I was always glad to see. He was always—I mean, he had his little bits of dark humor, but yeah, but that was part of his charm, though. Right? It was hard to not be happy around him. It was hard to not feel relaxed and chill around him. He was a Nintendo evangelist. Man, Nintendo could do no wrong in his eyes. He showed me his Nintendo collection, and I was—I knew it was going to be huge. But my goodness. <laughs> If Nintendo put out an official product, he owned it. But, um, man. Yeah, that was a tough loss because he definitely supported the show so much back in the heyday when we didn't know, know who we were. He was just supporting us back when we were level up. Yeah. <laughs> that was, oh, that was an awkward and time. I, I told him about this thing we were doing. He was excited. He was like, yeah, this sounds awesome. It sounds great. And he was happy for us. He was super happy for us. He was always like tuning in. And listening if he could and yeah he was definitely a huge supporter of us and we and he let us know that we well like one of the things he enjoyed looking forward to he let us know that we made him feel pretty happy with what we were doing he was glad that there was more gaming outlets that weren't like ig and things like that happening god because that's the only thing that was really out at that point so 
<sighs> um, I want to shift to another person that um he wasn't a super. How can I explain it? Like he was a friend of mine, and we then we unfortunately had like a falling out, and then he had passed away, which was kind of hard. His name was Kiori. Um, he was a like he he was one of people that like was really. How can I explain him? He was. You know, people had like really like what's that word? Um, critical. But you knew his, his him being critical was him trying to make you better. That's how person he was when it came to like me and this whole like Russian radio thing. Mm. Like for years, he was like, "Oh, you should do this, you should do that." And he was like, "Give me ideas and giving me like stuff I can do to make the show better and stuff like that." And like he always supported the show and whatnot. And he he was one of the reasons why I even started doing it in the first place because I was like, I argue so much. Why don't I just like argue on a show or something? He's like, yeah, you should do it. Blah, blah. You should do that and you do this and you should upgrade this and you should do that and you should do this part of your marketing. I'm like, okay. And he was always really supportive of me and whatnot and wanted to rush down to succeed. And then he passed away a couple of years ago and that was kind of tough because I didn't get a chance to like talk to him before it happened. It was kind of like really hush hush because he, his family wanted a lot of people not to know it happened. So mm. that was pretty tough, but. Yeah, Kiori was a very special person who came to keeping me going when I was not wanting to do Rushdown for a while. He was always like, you should just do it. You're really good at this, or this is something you love, and blah, blah, blah. So definitely want to remember him. And we need to shout out the people who used to tune in like every week to our show. Yes. Like, so when we did this show, like a Slam Internet Radio, and it was a live show, we had people who were like, listening every week like they were on our like facebook page like listening as we were recording like so joey joey definitely um let me go on my face i can't remember everybody's name specifically leave james warren yeah james warren and his um husband uh, marcus yes um who else those are, like the main ones that my dad oh yeah your dad too i forgot yep he, he yeah <laughs> He came on there just to make fun of me, <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> like I used like they would like comment as we were just doing the show. And it was always cool because they had like that you know interview, like that feedback immediately as we were doing it. So it was kind of cool and nice. Yeah, and thankfully we had Erica there to help us out with it. Yeah, we definitely needed that because it was hard trying to do the show and respond to comments and stuff at the same time. So that was cool. They've always been like, oh, "You should do a live show." They're like, "Uh." Doing a live show would be hard now, but maybe one day. Yeah. Maybe like a special, like, one of my things I thought about doing was like a live show, like a convention or something. I think that would be cool. Yeah, you just gotta find a good convention to be at that would have us, which is, you know, it's not the hardest, because anyone can get a panel these days. Really could. Like, it's easy to do that part. But, yeah, I would love to do like a live show at a convention. That's like my, that's one of my goals, actually. But that's in the making for later. For later, yeah, later. I'm sure we could eventually get up to see. We gotta get like equipment upgrades and stuff to do like live yeah. podcasts and stuff. Yeah, we're not there yet, but we'll get there eventually. But yeah, we gotta get those big dollar reduce. <laughs> so, do you want to talk about any like stories or things that have happened over here that you really like loved over these last seven years that like you remember still besides the Bamba commercial? All right, man. Look, <laughs> look. All right. Their commercial was special to me. Okay. Oh, man. I just thought of one. And at the moment, it, it was upsetting, but it was one of my favorite times when I was talking about the Resident Evil game. You all know the one. Raccoon City. Oh, that game. Cursed and, game. Cursed game. And it's like, 
I felt like it was that moment that people was like, God, he's like the embodiment of rage. But that was a fun episode to just rant on about this game and make that a thing that I like now it's like every time that game was brought up, it was a, it, it's like a meme of our show, that game to think about that game, to it talk about it, it, it. It still does, but <laughs> mind you, does it accept you as much as you used to? Back not, no, 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 not that much. Get the rage. I, I could take a deep breath and just think about something else now, but at the time that was a cursed game. And it just, it feels like that game became associated with me. So that was something that I liked. I, that's one of my favorite moments. Of course, the in-between moments, the behind-the-scenes moments where oh, we just got to fine. shoot the shit with people Pretty online, much. play some Vita games when that was a thing. Oh, the Vita was such a big part of Slammer Internet Radio when we were doing it at that point. Like, it was... It was. Remember, we transitioned from that to 3ds. Yes, I mean we were Vita shills at we the moment. We were so Vita shill. They... I, I bought Street oh, Fighter Cross God. Tekken for it. I bought Marvel for it. And we were like, yeah, this is great. This and, and it wasn't. Remember that Spar- Star Wars supposed to come? Not Star Wars, but uh, Fancy Star Wars supposed to come out. Oh, it never did to this day. Never, like, never. They made a whole announcement. And just nothing. And we were waiting. I was waiting patiently. I remember we made a big deal about that thing. We did. We did. We were hype. We were super hype. We had AJ on the show that one time, and he was hyping things up. Yes. And that just never came to fruition. No. Nope. It was just like... I mean, it didn't come to America at all, but, I mean, you can download <laughs> the Japanese version. It I, exists. It is like a pastor that uses the, like, put English, like, translation for some of the, like, menus and stuff. What? You didn't hear about the patch? That's another time, Michael. It is another time. We'll talk about this at the end of this. Okay. <laughs> Oh, do you, man. Do you have any, like, favorite stories that, that you remember? Favorite stories. Favorite stories. Because there was, like, we just covered so much stuff. I remember we covered... Oh, man, that, that was a lot of treacherous stuff we covered. I think the one that I remember probably the most vivid would be that thing that happened with Kingdom Armalore. Oh. That was such a big deal. That was a mess. That was a and, it's and that just, was in weeks in the making. Yeah, I think they just like finished up that trial for all that stuff, and everybody got their money finally. Yeah, and now they're trying to get um, I think what is it um, THQ Nord trying to buy that stuff. Yeah, and but then you know EA by EA. EA's like, I don't know about this this fam. How we gonna make money off of it? Even though they're making money off literally everything else. Yeah. Man, remember when we talked about pre-order stuff? Like, that was the worst thing? Man, remember we talked about mobile gaming? Like, this is stupid. It ain't gonna go nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't, that didn't age well at that all. That didn't age well at all. Like, oof. man, oh god, like, can uh, we get a oof for that bad call? Oof! <laughs> like, uh. That that hurt because we was like, this isn't gonna go anywhere. Right, right. Like, people like, would rather play on their mobile. Why would you play on your phone? When you have a 3DS. Yep. We literally said that. And now oh. we have games that we downloaded to the cell phones now. I have a couple. I have a couple too. I have like, what is it? What's on my right now? I'm I, playing Yu-Gi-Oh on my stuff right now. Look really cool. My phone is my Yu-Gi-Oh machine. I am playing the Brave Escovis, the Final Fantasy game. I'm also playing the um, Opera Omnia. That um better version of Dissidia. 
man, there's so many games coming out tomorrow. Some that shouldn't. <laughs> it's just crazy how like stuff has changed and shifted over these last seven years, and just technology like technology has evolved, man. Man, remember we, how we used to struggle to make reviews? We used to do like the reviews on like Facebook notes. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> and now we're doing we're doing like full on like video reviews and stuff. Yeah, because people now we can get games from people before the game is out. Oh yes, that was we done came up, man. We really did. Shout Niss. out to all of the developers and publishers who give us games. This 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 is, is Niss always shout out to this for being not only probably the nicest company that gave like gave us a chance. But just being like really the communication that we have between them is so easily and seamless. Like they're just even though I kind of screwed up a couple times. I mean, we all made mistakes. Like that, this guy. I still regret that this guy five review. <laughs> Why? That, that's like the. <laughs> I feel like that might be the lowest point I've ever had Why? as far as reviewing it because I felt like that game wasn't given the chance I should have given it. Right. Uh huh. I felt like I really rushed that review. Cause I didn't really get to play the game as much as I wanted to. Cause it came out for PS4. And when we got the code, I didn't have a PS4. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But now not only do I have it, I wouldn't like, I felt like even as an apology, I bought the game on switch and I played through it. And it's like, that's just not the game I thought it was. This game is not as bad as I thought it was to begin <laughs> with. And I felt so bad. So bad. Like that, that review is going, I feel like that's going to be the review that haunts me. Because mm. I, I, I just feel like I wasn't fair. I was rushed. I, I, I mean, yeah, I still think it's not perfect. And it's not like my favorite, this guy all of a sudden. But I felt like I was overly harsh, Aww. and it didn't deserve it. Sad face. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we we have those. I, I I'm sure you have one. Um, no. Nice. <laughs> <Yikes. laughs> he over here talking. I don't have a low point in anything I ever said. I meant every word. I'm when it comes to review, I honestly mean all the words I say when I when I play these games. Like I think, I think for this guy it was hard because that's a long game. Yeah, because like my play are usually not as long as this guy, so yeah, I'm able to if, like, if okay, I know what I like. Yeah, so I know immediately, okay, I know like this, 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 especially JRPGs, I play a million of them over the last like 20 years of my life, so I know going in exactly what I want out of it, what I should look for, and what I should look for for this review, and that's easy to like pick stuff out, so yeah, this is for me, like. I mean, thankfully I've learned since then to give games their proper time, like if I feel like it's about to be long, I'm I'm gonna take my time with it. Yeah, definitely need that. But if it feels like it's going to be short, I'm going to do what I need to do. You know, I felt like that review, uh, it, it, it it taught me enough about reviewing that I think I've done better since. Oh, yeah. I mean, your fighting reviews are like, those are so godlike. Like, that, like the Blaze Blue one is at like 20, like, K, like, I mean, not like, like 20K, like, views right now. So that makes me feel good because like there the, are times I put out reviews and I'm just, like, not as confident as I should be in them, I guess. Because, I, I, you know, I'm a person who is very full of self-doubt, and I'm, I don't want to say I'm a perfectionist, but I kind of look at other reviews sometimes, and I'm just like, man, I didn't say that. I didn't mention that. Don't be like that one guy who's up there plagiarizing oh, oh, stuff. No, no. <laughs> See, I, I do it after I've done mine. Okay. He does research, quote, quote. No, we no, 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 no. We no, don't no. do See, that. See, I do it after I've done mine. Yeah, I read reviews after I've already done my reviews. I don't want anybody's review. I don't want anyone else's opinion to like spill over into my own. Right. 
which is probably the best way to do it because that's not that's the most ethical way to do it as well. So, yeah, compare notes, see what you missed, see what you, and you know, I'm not gonna go back on anything I said besides the review I already talked about. Yeah, but yeah, I think of this whole experience of doing restaurant radio. I think the people I've met probably has been like the greatest part of this because like I've met so many incredible people over these last seven years and. I don't think I would have met them had I not did it. Like, to be honest. Yeah. Like I would have met so many people in the industry that I know now and people on Twitter that I've met through this. And just like overall people like, man, your show's cool. I mean, we don't have like the biggest audience, but I feel like the people who do listen to us like regularly, cause we do have people who listen to our record show like regularly. So Shout out to you guys. Yeah. I think the, I think there's like different sectors of our like people who listen to us. It's like the people who go to our um website regularly then people who go listen to our podcast regularly, and then some people just go to YouTube regularly. I wish you guys would just go do, do everything all the time. That would be great. Like, just do all okay. three. But if you know, if you just want to hear a podcast, that's cool. If you want to watch our reviews on like, on YouTube, that's cool. And if you want to just look stuff on our website, that's cool too. You know, but all three is cool too. You do all this. Michael. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, we have a lot of cool content everywhere. Fair, but still. Yeah. But shout out to the podcast people for right now because this definitely is about you guys because you guys have definitely been sticking with us through all the different changes we've had over the years and different formats. Yes, and we've had a few, but I think now we're, we're stable. We're definitely now. stable. Like I think the Spreaker has definitely been the best format for our like podcast to be housed on because it allows us to be on every single facet of like digital media. Yeah, we Spotify boys now. We Spotify now. boy. I need to put like a whole like announcement about that because that's that's huge. Yeah, we Spotify boys now. So we're on Spotify, we're on Google Play, and we're on iTunes. So like... I mean, maybe one day we'll be on Tidal. <laughs> do Tidal even do podcasts? I don't know. I mean, eventually it probably will because... I mean, Jay-Z does what he wants. I, I think know. like the biggest like frontier would begin on iHeartRadio, but that's like later we oh need to, yeah that's like a huge we need to be like really huge at that point to get on that platform <sighs> but spotify is still a great achievement i'm pretty proud to have the fact that we're on there so thank you guys for helping us get to that point too because we definitely need people to listen to us in order to be on these platforms in yes. the first place oh god this i've definitely enjoyed doing this so have i like it's it's something I didn't know that I wanted to do because originally I'm thinking my whole like way into gaming was going to be like digital art and stuff. Yeah. Like I was like, I'm going to be a graphic designer. <laughs> Plus, I mean, this gives me an outlet to kind of like flex my writing because I love to write, but I always feel like I don't have a whole lot to write about. But then I get to write about stuff like this. Yeah. I get to do my segments when I get the time. I get to do articles and stuff. And it's all, it's all great. It's all good stuff. Yeah. I like the fact that I remember at one point I was so opposed to writing. Like, oh, we don't oh, read to I remember. write. I was so opposed to it. I'm like, this doesn't, we don't, people don't read. Yeah. I remember that being a thing. Yeah. That, that was that my, was, that was, that was my short sightedness. Cause I was like, we do video only. And I'm like, People read Michael, but that was like, because I, I, that was a thing. I didn't even want to argue with you about it. I, I just, you know what? <sighs> I think once we, once we launched launched the site, the official site, that helped. Because at that point, like, okay, we can like actually write about stuff. It gave us actually a place to have our writing too, and yeah. it's helped because people read the stuff. Yeah, I'm looking and I'm seeing the views. And I'm like, oh, this is good. This is oh, some stuff. I'm like, I'm scared that people wrote, wrote like read this. Yeah. There are times I write a thing, and I know what I said. <laughs> I ain't gonna take it back. I'm not gonna go back. I'm like, yeah, I want to go with that stick. I want to go that fire. Y'all got this. 
Oh, I have a question. So how do you think you've changed as far as like your views on stuff over the years since we first started to now? Huh. So a lot of times I have opinions and things. And when I think them, they are very unrefined. I think in doing this, I have been able to take a moment to pause and think more diplomatically about the things I want to say. As opposed to saying, this is terrible. This is god awful. This, this, get, this, get this trash out of my face. I could say, I think this game didn't reach its full potential, and here's why. I think it's made me a bit more of a critical thinking person when it comes to my video games, when it comes to the industry at large, when it comes to thinking about the bigger picture in the industry. It's definitely helped me do that as opposed to saying, this thing sucks. And I think that has been important because it's helped me talk to people who may still think in the way I used to like, okay, why does it suck? Or why do you think it sucks? And what would you do to make it not suck? So I think I've gotten that experience and I think it's been valuable, not just in, you know, this, but in many other things that I do and say in life. That's good. I think my political views have definitely changed. Since I first started doing this, yeah. like I have become probably the biggest SJW of all time over the last maybe seven years we've been doing this. Like my views now are vastly different than what they used to be. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you aren't wearing a shirt that just says men with the, with the stop <laughs> sign on it. <laughs> and it's because like, I think because I've experienced more things, I've talked to more people, and I've started to open my eyes to things that I normally wouldn't have, and that's definitely shaped how I view games now, because at some point, I'm like, oh, it's just a game, it's just a game, it's just a game, that was my thing. Now, like, these games have real impact on people. Yeah. Like, real impact. People really... I think we both come away knowing that representation does matter. Yes, I mean, we were like, man, <laughs> that was the biggest meh of all time for both of us, like, Shut up, nerds. Yes. Just uh, a game, nerds. Just play it. And I think, like, the whole, like, landscape has changed so much. And we've, we, I think we both just experienced way more back than we have then. We were young kids at that (sighs) point. Now we're, like, real adults. Like, we're, like, legit real adults now. And we have, like, real legit adult experiences that we've both experienced now. So it's helped shape both of us as far as how we digest games now. Definitely. Like, I can't just look at the game like, man, that's kind of like, objectify her but okay <laughs> like i think now we're a little bit more self-aware too than we were yeah from racial stuff to gender stuff it's all just seeing more of the world and seeing how it's being put into art yes another thing i noticed is that we could talk way more about money back then than we do now we had a whole zitty report yeah and we talked a lot about money how much money stuff made and stuff we don't talk about a lot of that that much like i did a zitty report like a what last week because i was trying to get a little like extra content on the site but other than that like i don't spend as much time as i used to thinking like with money as far as like game is concerned because money doesn't matter as much especially when you know that the money now is made through some of the most ill-gotten oh, games oh god like that used to be something that was celebrated like yeah this game made this much money and i don't want games to fail i just want them to succeed ethically yeah the ethics part has definitely shifted from back then to now. I think back then they didn't have, they didn't have such a good grasp on like DLC and stuff. So they were able, they were doing like less shady practices. 
Whereas now. now, man, they find all the ways to nickel dime. And if you want to argue that the, what they're doing now is perfectly ethical, I may point you to EA. Yeah. To 2K. Yep. To Ubisoft. Yep. Would you go to Activision too? Oh, man. <laughs> Activision put microtransactions in the game that originally didn't have it. Because they need more money. Oh, man. Modern Warfare. When that came out, that had that, microtransactions weren't even a thing. But now, if you want to play it on PS4, Xbox, you'll see them right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they are the kings of install the fan base now, add the money later. Yeah. Like they did with Black Ops 4. Yeah. It's just crazy how the industry has changed. I think looking back on our show is just an easy like little time castle of how gaming has changed too like yeah it, like it shifted so much like our biggest complaint then was like why did why did we get this stuff when we pre-order but we don't if we don't yeah that was the biggest issue we had at now, the time there's so much to complain about like oh god there's so much times so are definitely changed about- other stuff like monetization that it's hard to get to the part where you complain about the game man that's like the biggest hurdle right now like we're looking at games like oh man they got this character i want and i can't get it unless i do this this and this which involve money <laughs> i don't know how many times i've said to myself man this game looks really good but this monetization though yeah there are games i have not bought specifically because of that such as uh shadow of war i oh, think yeah. that's one. even though now they don't have it they took it out yeah they took it out and i could buy it i probably am at some point when it's like 10 bucks or something it will be 10 bucks at some point yeah like, because you know they, they got the money they wanted out of it and then left yep and now they can put it on sale on all the platforms digitally for like pennies and dimes, still get money. Yeah. So Assassin's Creed Odyssey looks great. Oh, I want that game. Yeah, but the microtransactions, uh, boy. I'll wait. Especially when it's got like level caps on certain areas. Yikes. And level progression is about like, oh, it's so slow. Yikes. But hey, you can spend t- money on some time savers. Yuck. Yuckity yuck, yuck, yuck. Oh, something just popped in my head. Remember our old like theme song was the Persona Four song. Yes. Oh, those are good times. Those were the pixelated one. Yes, the sixteen bit one was yes. just godlike. That was so good. We should uh, get a theme song. Huh? We need a theme song now. We do need a more official theme song than the one we have now. Yes. When, yeah, we. Well, do. looks like I'm searching for music. <laughs> that's you know not copyrighted. Oh yeah, that's the hard part is the non copyright part because you know. I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of people who, you know, would lend us a track as long as we credit them. Okay, that's something. That's something to do. That's on a to do list. Do you have any like final things you want to talk about for this semi anniversary and what to look forward to in the future? Then look. What I'm looking forward to, right? There are some things I miss doing that I wish we could go back to doing again, like um, like a little meetups and stuff that we used to do. Oh yeah, those are fun. Yes, and Western I want to get rivals. I want to get to a point where we are a, a a brand that gets invited to stuff like E3, 
And we get invited we, to stuff. We just don't get invited to stuff that's here in America. No, I'm saying like I want to be invited to stuff that's here in America. Oh, that's the hard part. Yes, and I want us to be able to do that. I want us to be able to do that with like all expenses paid and stuff. You know, oh, like that, like you the want, IGN money. Oh, you want that money? You want that money? Uh, I mean, yeah, but I want to do it without shilling. I want to do it without, which shilling. might be impossible. I want to do without shilling. I want to do it. I want to do it where it's ethical and we don't seem like but I mean, trash. I at least want to be able to travel to that. I want to be able to do that, whether it be on our dime or not. I want us to be able to do really cool stuff because I mean, we do this has been an awesome ride. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to say that what we're doing. We got invited to like something that happened in Korea. I was like, we're not going to make Korea though. So yeah. we can't go. Like, this so, always invites us to like their little thing they have at E3, but we don't be having. So I guess the wish is that we get the time and money. We to just need some travel money. <laughs> That's all we need. We need dollar dues. And don't worry, this isn't the part where we plug our Patreon. Yeah, uh, I haven't like I heard about doing like I was people have told me I should do a Patreon. I'm like I don't know what I could offer people that they can't get already. Yeah, like and, and we ain't to a point where we can just be like, hey man, just support us because you want to support us. Yeah, I mean I would love that, but you know, I might do like a, people do like one time donations and stuff if they want to. Yeah, maybe that do a, do a fundraiser for Ether. You'll go fund me for Ether. Yeah, maybe something like that. That might be a, a option. And it's always next year, so we can always do stuff like that. Yeah, so we can be bored in person at what's there for <laughs> <Square> Enix. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Thank you guys so much for supporting us over these last seven years. If you're a new fan, if you're an old fan, if you're somewhere in between, we appreciate you and we thank you. We hope that we've been able to entertain you over these last seven years. We hope to continue to do it even more in the future. We have to be around too. Probably will. You know, follow us on our social medias. Yes, please. I mean, if you play some fighting games, we do too. Yes, we'll run some fades. I mean, I'm always up for a first to five in Soul Calibur, so please, if Man, you want these, and, if you want and, these problems, and I will play you first to five in Street Fighter Five. If you want a knife fight, please let me know. Yikes! Not a knife fight. <laughs> Thanks you guys for tuning in. We will see you next time. <laughs>